Episode 5, Tartar Project. I'm your host, Phil Toronto. I'm really excited about this episode. This episode is very special for me because my guest has played a massive role in my life. He has taught me a ton about life, about business, about everything in between. Gary Vaynerchuk, he's the chairman of VaynerX, I think is is the most appropriate title to use just because he has many hats that he wears. Um, I primarily work with him on the investing side of our business, and he just does so much more than that. In today's episode, you're going to hear a couple nuggets that you may have never heard before if you've been following Gary's content for a while. We talk about the importance of leisure and rest and, and how important it is to recharge, which might surprise you given some of the topics and, and subject matter that you might hear Gary talking about normally on YouTube, on other podcasts, wherever. But I'm lucky enough to just see him outside of working hours and enjoy each other's company and kind of know how we decompress and, and how we gear up to go zero to 100 for 20 hours a day, 19 days a week, what have you. But also knowing that that's not sustainable and leisure and and rest is super important. Outside of that, we have some fun stories and and a little bit of razzing in between. Uh, But without further ado, Gary Vaynerchuk on the Tartar Project. Episode five of the Tartar Project. I have a very, very, very special guest, both in stature and in my life, Gary Vaynerchuk. I couldn't be more excited. Most of you know uh, I've been working with Gary for the past nine years, which is insane. It's a very large number. He is essentially a big brother to me because I'm an only child, which was great growing up. And now I have some questions about, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, But mom and dad, I love you either way. You obviously know that. Um, But we're just going to dive right in. The fact that Gary is episode five is special for him because it's actually his favorite number. So... Gary. Yes, for everybody who was sitting at home saying, Jesus, for all the ways you put Phil on, you would think you'd be episode one. Uh, This is actually another indication of how well Phil knows me. Being episode five means a lot more to me, so thank you, Phil, for doing that. That's my pleasure. P.S., who was episode one? Drama. Love it. First question, this is actually, this is going to be the shortest episode of the Tartar Project ever. I'm going on record and saying that just for time efficiency because A, I want to have a big meeting with you after this, but (laughs) B, that's selfish, and B, like Gary just loves time hacking. So first question is, why is five your favorite number? Because a lot of people don't know. Because I picked it when I was five years old. It first hit my consciousness that having a favorite number mattered uh, at five, And I decided that five was the number since it was really kind of like the only number in my life at the time. Huge. And that's also essentially how you became a Jets fan. Someone told you you were a Jets fan. Eric Godfrey in Edison, New Jersey in August of 1982 told me I was a Jets fan. And that's how I became a Jets fan. Favorite food of the moment. You know, I'm really on fried chicken. God, I like it. I really like it. It's just, it's delicious. I really am into it. And like, like from like high quality David Chang stuff to like, like the most ghetto one-off place on a highway. Like I can really get into fried chicken in all shapes and sizes. I completely get behind that. Totally. Uh, 
a lot of you guys have seen a ton of Gary's content. We all have. It's all about working hard. It's persevering. It's giving you the kick in the ass that you might need. But I have the privilege of knowing that Gary isn't grinding and hustling all the time. And it's actually pretty important that there's downtime. And it's a conversation that a lot of people shy away from and don't have a lot. So I think highlighting the fact that you actually do take a lot of joy in leisure and break time and it actually keeps you sharper yep. uh, is super important. And I'd love to talk a little bit about what you do to get that release and, and, and just take a break and have you time. And you've watched me evolve because I'm the most checked out on weekends that I've ever been right at the recording of this. And it's been a gradual process, right? Like probably seven or eight or nine years ago, it was very little, like I was always on. Those even during the weekend, I was physically there, but I was pretty connected and I continue to be less and less and less connected. The vacation time, as you know, the Augusts were, have always kind of like, not always, but for the last five or six years. Like yeah, when you destroy me in tennis. Yes, my favorite. That's basically what, he, Phil knows me super well. Literally, I brought up the August thing mainly to <laughs> reference that Phil, Nate, and Trout, <laughs> Nate and Trout, my partners in empathywines.com, please order now. Uh, not, I bought a case none, to, to book this interview, by <laughs> that, the way. That is true, by the way. That's how savage we can play around here. Be in my podcast, no. I'll buy a case, fine. Um, all three of them have zero combined wins against me in tennis. Yes, Seth, zero. Zero combined, including like a weekend, maybe two summers ago, where we constantly played. You and I were close. I think I beat you 6-4 and I was nervous. Yeah. You might have been up 4-3. Trouty? Nate has had me 5-2 three times. Wow. Nate has had me 5-2 three times and has lost 7-5 every time. Whew. You know why? Heartbreaking. I mentally decided I wouldn't lose. Yeah, and then you mentally break us down. <laughs> Just completely razzing. Uh, Gary's one of the top razzers of all time. Because <laughs> it comes from such different angles. Yeah. You think it's a compliment, and then like an hour later, like, wait a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> you totally shit on me. Um, actually, uh, have you noticed I've stopped razzing as much? Yes. I give Nate, let me give Nate, a, let me be like very, I, I love giving you some content. I love razzing. Um, it's, I don't know if it's, it's a form of passive aggressive. Like, I'm such a giver. And nobody's asking. So I've created this framework, I realized a couple years ago, where I give so much, but then I create a level of resentment. And the way I handle it is, because I subconsciously know that I'm giving a lot of times without even people asking, which then creates entitlement. And the way I get better is like, the way I can deal with it is by razzing people about it a little bit. And I really, Nate pointed it out to me and it's really helped me a lot. Like I'm trying to be better and not just giving for the sake of giving, and you know that. Mm -hmm. Like we've had as business partners some conversation over the last three years, which is weird. You have to like recalibrate the equilibrium. It's been really good though. I do love razzing, but I like in sports it's really acceptable. Felt like I was razzing a little bit too much in life. Um, I really thank Nate for uh, for helping me with that. Uh, on that note, Phil talking about razzing. Phil was my admin when he was training Nate to become the next admin because Phil was gonna work in VaynerMedia as like, a, as like the early, like the early apps that were popping, he was gonna help consult on that. It was a great idea and like a solid execution. Like we were too early. Too early and we weren't, we, too early for Vayner. Yeah. The idea was right. Concept was like be the first company and then the brands of the company that work with Vayner to do a deal with Micmac musically. Like anytime something popped, Peach, like, you know, all of it, Vero. Like, just be the first brand to do stuff. It was super smart. Uh, the Vayner, Phil was capable, I was capable, the company wasn't ready to take it. Even now it's hard. Nonetheless, Phil completely sabotaged and razzed Nate. 
he wanted to move on to his next thing, but Phil and I are very close. The big brother thing is real. And I think like, in theory it was great, like hey, you're moving up, you're gonna get this gig, but then when like, it's kind of like high school, when like, can't wait to get out of this place, and then you got like two weeks, and you're like, uh, am I ready to go to college? I'll hang here for another six months. That's kind of, I think, what happened. A little bit. There, the, the unknown was much more real. There was no direct role yet when Nate was brought in. Right, and you, weren't, and I was training and you didn't him know as me well assistant. enough yet to know like not doing anything for two years is acceptable if I've decided in the macro it's right. Yes. So I got super nervous and- Makes sense. Plus you were like in love with one of our employees and acting <laughs> weird. That was a little bit before that, but of course I came up too. But yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, Closest I've to- ever become- to getting fired. Gary oh, called me one day. This is a literally, great story. Literally Real. called me and asked me, do you want to get fired? <laughs> Which is a tough question to answer head on, but not that much. And it was no. And we talked about it and fixed the behavior. Yeah, you crushed. Phil, you know, since this is Phil's show, Phil is unbelievably capable on turning on a dime, similar to me, it's a big skill set of his. It's even why he looks so great right now, like weight and like stuff like, like just in the macro, similar to me, something I admire about you. I think it's a very important skill. I appreciate that. Uh, I also think it leads to happiness. Sometimes it leads to covering up unhappiness. Yep. Like we have a lot of fun similarities that way. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Good looking. Very capable. Charming. Humble. Confident. <laughs> What else? Um, you got two more minutes. What do you want? Well, I got I, one last question. Okay. Uh, it's the sign-off question I ask everybody. Oh, yeah. I like the way you, your intro, the very, very, I'm like, it's amazing how people that you hang out with take from each other, and both ways. I completely took hot take from AJ and can't stop saying it. I'm like desperately trying to get out of it right now. I'm currently stuck on hot take and I'm desperate to get out. Shout out to AJ. I'm getting you out. You're not doing a hot take right now. What is a guiding quote, life motto, or theme that you live your life by that's always in the back of your mind? My hot take on that is... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, I really, really, really believe that... I have a lot of them. Like one thing that I definitely took from my uh, great-grandfather that I, uh, that I never... Or my grandfather, excuse me. My grandfather that I never got... I did get to meet, but I don't remember him. He died when after I came to America. He was coming. He was behind us. So I don't remember my dad, my mom's dad, but it's crazy with everything that's going on with me. And I was always this way long before I put out content. The thing that she loved, because she loved, my mom loves me, because I'm the firstborn. She loves me the most, that's another fun fact. Uh, <laughs> and she loved her father. She lost her mom when she was five. She loved that I mainly speak in analogies. And that's what's made me so good at like social media and that her dad did that. And so I have a lot of them. It was funny how many popped in my head as you were asking the question. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. Really love that. Just love it. And then probably just to not go too long-winded, I'm really passionate about giving more than I take. Uh, I really am. I really, really am. I think in the micro and like kind of like the way I'm thinking about myself in the public eye, I really am into it. Jab, 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 right hook. And then having the stomach to be okay when the right hook doesn't land. That is like the part... You know, like, I gotta keep pounding, you know, you, you're being subconsciously kind to me of like, man, I, I hate that people are picking on Gary for thinking that he's trying to get people to overwork because you understand the nuances of my message. Um, you know, jab, 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 right hook has been manipulated of like, give, 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 and then take. It's give, 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 and then ask, and if they don't deliver, you're still okay because he gave for the pur- pur- purpose of giving. 
Go back to Crush in 2009. I do not speak about working 18 hours a day. I speak about working 18 hours a day when you fucking love it. Like work 10 hours. I don't give a shit. Be happy. And you sleep more than people realize. I really do. Especially lately, which has been a really smart pivot. I really didn't sleep all that much. Well, actually to your point, five and six and seven were super consistent. Um, I do have a bunch of fours on my resume because I travel a lot. Um, but to your point, like a lot of people think it's like three and two and yeah. four is the max. Like I'm in like six is like real target. Seven is really good target too and I'm super chill with it. And then on weekends, I'm like eight, nine, 10, let's go. Yeah. Like sleep Recharge. is important. I go hard. I'm exhausted. People are like, how do you turn off and sleep? I'm like fucking finished <laughs> at midnight. I went hard, yeah. you know, for fucking 17 hours. Like I'm constantly on. So like it's easy to sleep. Amazing. What out? Let's do some more fun facts about each other. Let's do you do three fun facts and I'll do three fun. We'll just and let's try not to super razz. <laughs> three fun. I give you three fun facts. I'm gonna say three fun facts about you and you're gonna do three. I'll I'll go first to get this ball rolling. Okay. What's a good fun fact that people like? Um, Phil is much more similar to me than people realize, which is probably why I like him because I like myself so much. Uh, so I'm razzing myself. Phil. Watching Phil, Phil has evolved incredibly of not, of being okay with disappointing people up front more than he did seven years ago. And I'm proud of you for that because that's also something I struggled with. We would say yes to everything and then ghost. Like before, you know? Yeah. And we've both gotten better at that. So I'm proud of you. That's a fun fact. Phil liked to ghost, not like like inappropriate like dating stuff, though he might have. I have no idea. That I have no knowledge of. <laughs> I did not. But like things like, like, we're going to all go out to dinner. And like, he already even knew, when he said yes, he knew that he wasn't going to in a week, but he would wait until like 11.59 and be like, I can't go to dinner. Like, and I don't know if he was like me, where I would just make up shit and be like, I don't know, my flat tire. <laughs> but like, watching you evolve in that has been fun and I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. Oof. My fun fact was that Gary actually sleeps. Um, that, that is a good fun fact. All right, I'll fact. go again. Okay. Uh, Phil Strong. Phil's, fun fact is, now he looks the part, but like always historically, I've always been fascinated. I think Phil is much stronger than people think. Physically. Yeah. Beast. Yeah, not emotionally. Weak as. <laughs> <laughs> I'm brittle. I'm very brittle. Um, Gary could eat an entire tray of uni. No problem. One sitting and then order another one. I can eat unlimited uni. It's unreal. Phil is much smarter than people think. I appreciate that. I actually believe that. I think Phil has done a good job of being a nice guy. Uh, I think he's been, he's clever. Phil is very clever. Even the way that we know each other. Phil, Phil lost a game show. I don't know if you, you two characters know this. You don't, Dust. Phil and I met because VaynerMedia in year two did a game show on MTV called You're Hired because the economy was so bad and kids were trying to get jobs and was a contestant to win a job at VaynerMedia, I said Wine Library? At Vayner, oh no, at VaynerMedia, and came in second. I hired somebody else. Sends me an email the next day, or that day, you can clarify this, I don't recall. Yeah, that next day. day. That day, and said, because I had a call, and he had to be at his house being filmed, hearing the news, and it was like breaking up. and like, It dropped four times. Yeah, so he, so he basically already knew, so he had to act, because it got dropped four times. And sent me an email, he's like, I really just appreciated the process. And like that, and something in the tone of the email, 
I re- we never had an intern, ever. Or like maybe we did, we did, I don't know. I, all I know is like, what'd I say? You said I loved you, I, well, do you want an intern? Do you have that email? Yeah. Oh, you gotta post that I'll post image that. with this link. Done. Which is really, I mean, you could help and so many And then he pawned kids. me off on AJ, and then AJ was like, all right, Gary told me you're starting, what's, what's the deal? <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. But now AJ's a great friend too. Fun fact about Gary. The the hardest task that I had to do as his assistant, oh, this is gonna be good. which I, I failed at, uh, but ultimately it wound up being okay. Gary was sitting in traffic on the FDR <laughs> ahead of a, a keynote in Israel. There is one flight left that he has just indicated and told me that he is about to miss. And he's like, I need you to hold the plane. <laughs> so... Phil Toronto, number one assistant in the world, calls the general helpline of El Al Airlines, an Israeli airline, which has no time for any bullshit. I, my move back in the day was to just pretend I'm Gary because it's easy, <laughs> uh, which also was fun when I, I called Gary's mortgage broker for his last apartment and recited off all the information to get his mortgage Social. in front of him and Lizzie, uh, which was interesting. He loved it, but then had a little razz at the end of it where he's like, you know, I could finish you, right? <laughs> but anyway, back to El Al. Talking to the lovely Man's customer service. My social security number memorized. Still I always do. have to make sure he knows he could be murdered. Yeah, easily. He reminds me every every six never, months or so. Never, never. Yeah, no, that's not true at all. That's not true. We've been super true. I just want to make sure people don't yeah, know him. Yeah. think I'm weird. <laughs> We're razzing. Uh, general customer service line. Woman is on the phone. I said, "Hey, I'm running. A, I'm running late for the plane. Is is there anything we can do?" She indicates she could book me on the next flight. I let her know I am in business class. She we says, thought that was a big deal. Yeah, we thought that was a big deal. It was back early. Then. It was early. Yeah, guys. We, I, I thought special comes, stuff this, happened. This comes out of humility. I actually thought you could hold planes. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, the, genuinely, and it wasn't from a bad place or a diva place at all. It yeah, just, it was. Yeah, it was a necessity was like, because yeah, was like, he had to dude, be there. Can you just stop? Like, yeah, it wasn't like I'm cool. Like, no, like that didn't even cross my mind. It was like, hey man, just could, yeah. If I don't make it? this flight, I'm not going to make the speech. Then I don't get paid this amazing amount of money. Right. Please help. The kind of money now that I won't even open my inbox for. It's true. That's like I just of always want to recite that Naomi Campbell. I don't get out of bed for whatever. <laughs> That's a famous thing. Phil, your podcast is gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. Either way, I couldn't I couldn't hold the flight, but I called Gary to let him know and and try and figure out what to do. And he's like, "Oh, I'm through security. I'm fine." <laughs> happens. You warned my admin when I fell as when I when I fell asleep driving from Spain. To the whole drive, and we get to the airport, and I wait. You weren't no. So the one time I did miss a flight, and thank God I just have not missed that many, was I was in Spain like three hours in. It was Robert Parker. It was a big wine thing, and I got picked up at like three thirty in the morning, and it was like a three hour drive for like an eight a.m. flight. I go to sleep. I got sleep the whole way because three thirty in the morning, right? I wake. You know, you kind of wake up three and a half hour like you think drive. And I kind of somehow saw the the car radio clock, and it said ten thirteen. I'm like, sir, it's your clock's broken. He goes, no, that's right. I go, sir, we were supposed to be here at six thirty. He goes, yes, got lost. I was like, for four hours. <laughs> he goes, yes, very bad, <laughs> very bad. Missed my flight heavy by two. Got to the airport two hours Not after flew close. away. Then 
get on this next flight, sitting in the lounge, it's delayed by two hours, so I'm sitting in the lounge, working. All of a sudden I look up, it says, in red, final boarding, because it was delayed for two hours, then they changed it, and it was just boarding. And I didn't notice, I ran so heavy, I sneak in by the skin of my teeth, and they let they reopened the door. They let me on. It was a huge coup. Wow. But in my out of shapeness back then and running, I'm coughing at a level you've never seen. So I get on this plane where they reopen. Everyone's settled and pissed and trying to figure out why they haven't taken off. I now come on. I already get bad looks, but then I'm coughing like I have the plague. The looks that I got by the four people around me, they're like, you motherfucker delayed us by 15 and now you're gonna get me sick? All time. Oof. Yeah. Man, we covered a lot of good stuff. Sure did. Episode five in the books. Thank you, Gary. You're welcome, Phil. Episode five in the books. We had some fun with that one. Got a little razz in there, here and there, but we also cover a lot of new material that you may not have heard before, which is is pretty exciting for me. I thought that was going to be at most five minutes long, just knowing how Gary runs his schedule and how important of a meeting that we were supposed to have afterwards, which still happened and it was phenomenal, by the way. Um, Really excited about that too. We're definitely gonna have more to share in the coming months around that but stay tuned uh, both into that and also the tartar project as always tell your friends tell everybody um i think one thing i want everyone to take away is just the importance of having downtime and realizing what what can help you push forward what do you need do you need alone time do you need to jump out and do maybe a weekend trip do you need to sleep for 12 hours on the weekend figure that out and do that it's okay you're a human being everyone's human you need some time to yourself and you just need to decompress it's it's so important to the process and just the process of building whatever it is that you're building be it a brand be it physically building something anything rest and relaxation is just such a a big part of that and anybody that tells you otherwise is wrong um and i think gary would agree with me on that anyway thank you so much for tuning in as always i genuinely appreciate all the support and all the messages that you guys are shooting me thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so much if you haven't told your friends about the tartar project yet please do that 30 seconds from now and tell everyone like comment review give me five stars on itunes follow me on spotify wherever you can find this podcast do that and tune in next week. I I have another amazing guest. I'm really excited about it. So thank you again for listening and I'll catch you soon.